You are listening to Skilled Nutrition Podcast. From skill to habit to lifestyle. Welcome to Skilled Nutrition Podcast with yours truly, Coach Natalia. In the previous episode, you've learned how to determine your caloric deficit and how to set up macros. Now comes the practical part of composing your meals and thinking through the strategies that will help with adherence to your diet. Get ready to take notes of things that you feel might work for you. Let's get into it. First, I'd like to tackle meal composition and meal frequency. How many times a day we eat largely depends on our lifestyle, schedule, and preferences. During weight loss and being in caloric deficit, many prefer to eat less frequently, so their meals are more sizable and satisfying. This would be a great time to cut out snacking and focus on creating balanced meals. For example, if you used to eat four times a day, consolidate your current calories into three meals with a little more spacing between them. You might get a little hungry waiting between the meals, but your body will soon adjust to the new pattern. And let's face it, being somewhat hungry is part of dieting process. Meal composition plays a huge role when it comes to taming your hunger. Now, if you thought I was going to provide you with meal plans here, I am sorry to disappoint you, but that's not going to happen. Meal plans provided by someone else will never work for you long term. But what I can do is to teach you patterns of meals, so you yourself will always be in the driver's seat and will not depend on anyone else for creating your meals. The pattern is quite simple, really. Each meal should contain a source of lean protein, lots of vegetables, a source of carbohydrate, and a small source of fat. By the way, I'm talking to the crowd who is not on any particular diet. To the crowd who is not on, let's say, Atkins or keto diet, I'm talking to the people who enjoy carbs in their lives. So what's going to be my protein? My carbohydrate? What about fat? Thankfully, a simple Google search will provide you with lots of food examples. Create a list for each of the three macronutrients, pick the ones you enjoy, and start doing some mixing and matching. For example, in my protein list, I might have shrimp, ground turkey, skinless chicken breast, protein powder, and fat-free Greek yogurt, among others. In my carbohydrate list, I might have sweet potato, mixed greens, salads, quinoa, rice, whole wheat bread, berries. And my fats list may include avocado, mixed nuts, olive oil, let's say cheese too. Grab something that goes well together from each column and you have yourself a meal. Create a few of them and rotate them during the week. One of my favorite 
go-to meals is Greek yogurt with vanilla protein powder mixed in, berries, and a handful of nuts. Now, the amount of food is going to depend largely on the number of calories you have for the day. If I have 160 grams of protein to play with, I will be shooting for 53 grams of protein per meal if I'm having three meals that day. Let's say you have 150 grams of carbohydrates to divide between the three meals. That means 50 grams of carbs per meal. Having same size meals would be hugely beneficial. It doesn't take a lot of thinking and planning on the spot, which ultimately makes adherence to diet easier. But I realize that might not be your reality. You can always log your food in a calorie tracking app as you go and check against your total daily macro allowance throughout the day. But in mo most cases, when people get to the end of the day, they usually overshoot their fats and nowhere near their protein target. So it's best to plan ahead, in my opinion. You are on a mission and you need to approach it accordingly. This is not the time to wing it. It's time to strategize, plan and execute. Will you make mistakes in the beginning? Of course you will. Learn from them and keep going. Now, on the subject of being prepared. Once you know the foods you're going to be eating during your diet, your fridge and your pantry should be stocked with the foods on your plan. If you know that Ben & Jerry's fish food is not going to let you be successful that week, don't bring it in the house. Don't buy it. If you're able to fit it in your daily macros, then go for it. No food is off the list, or drink for that matter. Some people are successful with their weight loss while having an occasional drink here and there. Granted, they are able to fit that into their daily calories. Others, once they have a drink, all bets are off and drinking pants are on. It's up to you to decide what to have in your house and what is best left at the store. Another helpful strategy some of my clients find useful is skipping breakfast. That allows them to consolidate their daily calories into fewer but more sizable meals rather than more frequent and smaller ones, like I said before. They postpone the very first meal till noon while drinking coffee and being busy at work. On the flip side, some people go to bed earlier and have their food early in the day. See, mealtime manipulation is not a magic trick for weight loss. It's just another way to control caloric deficit. Whatever works for you in order to sustain it will let you be successful. Now, when composing a meal, protein should be the first thought in your mind. Not only protein is the primary micronutrient that will help you to hold on to your muscle while dieting, it has the greatest satiety levels of the three. You will be able to stay fuller longer if you take this advice seriously. If you want to geek out on that subject, examine.com has a great article called Five Little Known Facts About Protein. Give it a read. Now, when you search for foods, look for the ones that have lots of volume 
with the least amount of calories in them. As you look up foods in your tracking app, pay attention to its caloric values, and you will be able to make an informative decision when deciding between a couple of slices of pizza or a huge sweet potato with lean steak for dinner. Now, carbohydrates are handled on an individual level. Some people are able to tolerate um, them much more than others. You know, I put carbs and fats on a spectrum. If you're able to assimilate carbs well, go easy on the fats and vice versa. Protein stays the same at about one to one and a half grams per pound of lean body weight or lean body mass. I also encourage people to experiment with different kinds of carbs. Folks with low carbohydrate tolerance might do okay with complex fiber-rich carbohydrates as opposed to processed ones. So play with it, be your own scientist. Now, as fats go, a good starting point is to have between 25 to 30% of your daily calories in fats. As long as you vary the sources between animal fat, fish oils, nuts, seeds, olive, and other oils, avocados, fatty fish, like salmon and sardines, you should be all right. Just remember, fat is the most calorie-dense macronutrient. Therefore, it should be consumed in moderation. Again, not talking about keto crowd here. For those who are not keen on the products of the sea, a daily dose of fish oil caps should do the trick. Somewhere between one and a half to five grams of combined EPA and DHA per day. So to recap, search out the foods that will be your meal components. Foods that will represent your protein, carbs, and fat sources. By mixing and matching, create your own meal plan for the week. Create your shopping list and hit the store. Don't buy anything that's not on the plan, unless it's on your plan. And get cracking. Very few will have smooth sailing from the get-go. But remember, setback is just a setup for a comeback. Rome was not built in a day, and neither will you. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on today's topic and welcome any questions you might have. Did you know you can leave me a voicemail within the Anchor podcasting app? If you're listening to me on some other platform, just shoot me an email to coachnatalia at iCloud.com. If you enjoyed my podcast and find it helpful, leave a review and some ratings on iTunes. Now go and practice your new skills. Till next time, guys.